two nights a week. The restaurant Kamaj in New York City offers a price fixed meal unlike any other, writes Candace Brown Davidson. This meal is called Dinner in the Dark, where guests put on a, a blindfold outside the restaurant so they can't even see when they're inside until the meal's over. And they walk in one by one, conga line style, into the restaurant to try the night's menu. For the next two and a half hours, how it works is, is you eat using your, your, your senses of, of touch and scent and smell and taste, but not sight. You can take the blindfold off if you ever feel uncomfortable, but most people leave the blindfold on until the very end of the meal. Chef Abby Hitchcock launched the idea of dinner in the dark after a friend told her about eating an orange with her eyes closed, which suddenly made her appreciate its citrusy scent and the sweet tart flavor. It made her want to look at at every meal in a new light and to introduce that feeling to others. That's interesting, isn't it? Have you ever attempted to eat a meal blindfolded or with your eyes closed? What would that experience be like? In May, our theme at Mayflower was vision, and four weeks ago, we launched Mayflower Vision 2022, seeking to discern where where God might be leading us in the next three years. This month, we explore the gift of wonder. Are you someone drawn to wonder? Do you live your life amazed by life? Are you astounded by the diversity and the creativity and the beauty of God's creation or or not so much? Never once in my life did I ask God for success or wisdom or power or fame. I asked for wonder and God gave it to me. Abraham Joshua Heschel wrote those words, and and Heschel was one of the great Jewish thinkers of all time. He was born in Warsaw in 1907, writes Ruth Goodall. Heschel was a descendant of a, a long line of Jewish scholars back to the 16th century. He fled Germany just before Germany invaded Poland and the Holocaust began. And from 1945 until his death, he was a professor of Jewish mysticism. He, he marched with Martin Luther King at Salma. He, he was at the forefront of civil rights marches and peace, peace rallies. Heschel, in other words, was for decades at the forefront of this intersection between faith and the world. Faith and culture. And what gave him strength and resolve was wonder. 
Wonder taught Heschel leads to wisdom. Wonder leads to faith. And when we fail to ground our lives in wonder, it is ultimately, as he put it, a tragedy. And why is that? When we fail to embrace wonder, what often takes its place is indifference. And indifference leads us nowhere. So this month in worship and during our Faith Formation Sunday School Time for Children and Ruth Bell Olson's Bible study, we are intentionally opening our lives to to the gift of wonder, in particular wonder that we receive and nurture through through our senses. For that is, as best-selling author Gary Thomas once put it, a, a sacred pathway to God. What does he mean by that? Thomas explains that as we read the Bible, as we take time to note how Christians throughout the centuries have, have attempted to know God, there are particular pathways that emerge time and again. There is, for example, the sacred pathway of the traditionalist, someone whose faith is nurtured, as Thomas writes, by the historic dimensions of faith. Rituals, for example, and sacraments. Are you perhaps a traditionalist? Another pathway is of the, of the activist who serves a God of justice and views the church as a place to recharge their batteries so they can go back out into the world and, and, and wage war against injustice. Do you perhaps grow closer to God as as you confront injustice in our world? Thomas also identifies the sacred pathway of the naturalist who experiences God through a walk in the woods. There is the ascetic who wants nothing more than to be left alone in prayer. There is the caregiver who serves God by by helping others. And then there's the intellectual who needs their mind to be stirred before their heart can come alive. Do any of those categories resonate with how you approach your own faith? Are you a naturalist, an aesthetic, a caregiver, an intellectual? And then Thomas offers one more fascinating category, what he calls the sensate. And who are they? They are Christians who, through the senses, experience the awe and the beauty and the splendor of God. Are you perhaps a sensate? Which brings us to our first passage this morning from Psalm 34, which reads, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Now, the Hebrew word in this verse translated as taste is ta'am, which can also mean to perceive, which is interesting, because that's really what our senses enable us to do, and that is to perceive what is around us. 
And this week I learned that there are a few basic tastes that you and I perceive. There is, for example, a taste that is called sweet, which is usually based in some form of sugar, like ice cream. There is a taste called sour, which is acidic, like a lemon. There's salty, which is like a potato chip. There's bitter, like mustard greens. And then there's savory, like, like a ripe tomato. You and I have between 2,000 and 4,000 taste buds. Each taste bud has between 10 and 50 sensory cells. Technically, what happens is when you and I taste ice cream or a lemon or a potato chip or a mustard greens or a ripe potato, it comes into contact with that nerve cell in our mouth and somehow makes its way to our brain. There are five basic tastes, ten levels of taste intensity, which if you do the math, means there are 100,000 different flavors possible. Imagine that. Never once in my life did I ask God for success or wisdom or power or fame. I asked for wonder and God gave it to me. Has the experience of taste ever brought you closer to God? Have taste buds and the ability to taste ever created in you a feeling of wonder? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Ta'am. Perceive and see that the Lord is good. We discover that concept woven throughout the Bible. The prophet Jeremiah writes in our passage this morning, When your words came, I ate them with joy, and my heart was full of delight. Jesus tells his disciples, You are the salt of the earth. This week, as I was studying those passages, and our ability to taste. I remember that when we moved to East Grand Rapids, the street through Gaslight Village was under construction as the shopping district was being transformed. One of the shops that opened was Spice Merchant. It's since moved to the downtown market. I remember the owner inviting customers to try different spices. Have you ever done this? And I tried, say, tarragon and thyme, paprika and peppermint, Aleppo chilies and juniper berry. And it was all quite remarkable. For that is, if we think about it, wonder. So this month, I invite you as our bulletin cover captures to pause and to pay attention to our senses. 
to pause and to pay attention to the smell of the aroma of coffee beans and a cup of coffee, to feel the texture of sand on a Lake Michigan beach, to hear the sound of a a bow glancing across the strings of a violin, to taste parsley on pasta, to become this month, as Gary Thomas phrases it, a sensate, and by so doing, experience the, the awe and the beauty and the splendor of God. To try eating with your eyes closed a Brussels sprout, a wedge of blue cheese, a warm chocolate cookie, and to truly taste with all the gifts of discernment that God has blessed you with that wonder. To pause this morning as you are past the bread and the cup from this table, and to pause and to taste and see that the Lord is good. And to maybe ask God this month, like Abraham, Joshua, Heschel, not for success or wisdom or power or fame, but to ask God for wonder. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen.